0: Section 19 of Letters of Pliny by Pliny the Younger Translated by William Melmoth Revised by F. C. T. Bozenkay This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Andrew Coleman. Section 19 Letters 52 to 70 Letter 52 To the Emperor Trajan Upon examining into the public expenses of the city of Byzantium which i find are extremely great i was informed sir that the appointments of the ambassador whom they send yearly to you with their homage and the decree which passes in the senate upon that occasion amount to twelve thousand sesterces but knowing the generous maxims of your government i thought proper to send the decree without the ambassador that at the same time they discharge their public duty to you their expense incurred in the manner of paying it might be lightened this city is likewise taxed with the sum of three thousand sesterces towards defraying the expense of an envoy whom they annually send to compliment the governor of moesia this expense i have also directed to be spared i beg sir you would deign either to confirm my judgment or correct my error in these points, by acquainting me with your sentiments. Letter 53. Trajan to Pliny. I entirely approve, my dearest Secundus, of your having excused the Byzantines that expense of twelve thousand sesterces in sending an ambassador to me. I shall esteem their duty as sufficiently paid, though I only receive the act of their senate through your hands. The governor of Moesia must likewise excuse them, if they compliment him at a less expense. Letter 54. To the Emperor Trajan. I beg, sir, you would settle a doubt I have concerning your diplomas, whether you think proper that those diplomas, the dates of which are expired, shall continue in force, and for how long for i am apprehensive i may through ignorance either confirm such of these instruments as are illegal or prevent the effect of those which are necessary letter fifty five trajan to pliny the diplomas whose dates are expired must by no means be made use of for which reason it is an inviolable rule with me to send new instruments of this kind into all the provinces before they are immediately wanted letter 56 to the emperor trajan upon intimating sir my intention to the city of apamea of examining into the state of their public dues their revenue and expenses They told me they were all extremely willing, I should inspect their accounts, but that no proconsul had ever yet looked them over, as they had a privilege, and that of a very ancient date, of administering the affairs of their corporation in the manner they thought proper. I required them to draw up a memorial of what they then asserted, which I transmit to you precisely as I received it, though I am sensible it contains several things foreign to the question. I beg you will deign to instruct me as to how I am to act in this affair, for I should be extremely sorry either to exceed or fall short of the duties of my commission. Letter 57. Trajan to Pliny. The memorial of the Apennines annexed your letter has saved me the necessity of considering the reasons they suggest why the former proconsuls forbore to inspect their accounts since they are willing to submit them to your examination, their honest compliance deserves to be rewarded, and they may be assured the inquiry you are to make in pursuance of my orders shall be with a full reserve to their privileges. Letter 58. To the Emperor Trajan. The Nicomedians, sir, before my arrival in this province, had begun to build a new forum adjoining their former, in a corner of which stands an ancient temple dedicated to the mother of the gods. This fabric must either be repaired or removed, and for this reason chiefly, because it is a much lower building than that very lofty one which is now in process of erection, upon inquiry whether this temple had been consecrated, I was informed that their ceremonies of dedication differ from ours. You will be pleased, therefore, sir, to consider whether a temple which has not been consecrated according to our rites may be removed, consistently with the reverence due to religion, for, if there should be no objection from that quarter, the removal in every other respect would be extremely convenient. Letter 59. Trajan to Pliny you may without scruple my dearest secundus if the situation requires it remove the temple of the mother of the gods from the place where it now stands to any other spot more convenient you need be under no difficulty with respect to the act of dedication for the ground of a foreign city is not capable of receiving that kind of consecration which is sanctified by our laws letter sixty to the emperor trajan we have celebrated sir with those sentiments of joy your virtues so justly merit the day of your accession to the empire which was also its preservation imploring the gods to preserve you in health and prosperity for upon your welfare the security and repose of the world depends i renewed at the same time the oath of allegiance at the head of the army which repeated it after me in the usual form, the people of the province zealously concurring in the same oath. Letter 61. Trajan to Pliny. Your letter, my dearest Secundus, was extremely acceptable, as it informed me of the zeal and affection with which you, together with the army and the provincials, solemnized the day of my accession to the empire letter sixty-two to the emperor trajan the debts which we are owing to the public are by the prudence sir of your counsels and the care of my administration either actually paid in or now being collected but i am afraid the money must lie unemployed for as on one side there are few or no opportunities of purchasing land So, on the other, one cannot meet with any person who is willing to borrow of the public, especially at 12% interest, when they can raise money upon the same terms from private sources. You will consider, then, sir, whether it may not be advisable, in order to invite responsible persons to take this money, to lower the interest, or, if that scheme should not succeed, to place it in the hands of the de upon their giving sufficient security to the public and though they should not be willing to receive it yet as the rate of interest will be diminished the hardship will be so much the less letter sixty three trajan to pliny i agree with you my dear pliny that there seems to be no other method of facilitating the placing out of the public money than by lowering the interest, the measure of which you will determine according to the number of the borrowers. But to compel persons to receive it, who are not disposed to do so, when possibly they themselves may have no opportunity of employing it, is by no means consistent with the justice of my government. Letter 64 To the Emperor Trajan I return you my warmest acknowledgments, sir that among the many important occupations in which you were engaged you have condescended to be my guide on those points on which i have consulted you a favour which i must now again beseech you to grant me a certain person presented himself with the complaint that his adversaries who had been banished for three years by the illustrious servilius Calvus, still remained in the province They, on the contrary, affirmed that Calvus had revoked their sentence, and produced his edict to that effect. I thought it necessary, therefore, to refer the whole affair to you. For as I have your express orders not to restore any person who has been sentenced to banishment either by myself or others, so I have no directions with respect to those who, having been banished by some of my predecessors in this government, have by them also been restored it is necessary for me therefore to beg you would inform me sir how i am to act with regard to the above-mentioned persons as well as others who after having been condemned to perpetual banishment have been found in the province without permission to return for cases of that nature have likewise fallen under my cognizance A person was brought before me who had been sentenced to perpetual exile by the proconsul Julius Bassus. But knowing that the acts of Bassus, during his administration, had been rescinded, and that the Senate had granted leave to all those who had fallen under his condemnation of appealing from his decision at any time within the space of two years, I inquired of this man whether he had. "'accordingly, stated his case to the proconsul. "'He replied he had not. "'I beg then you would inform me "'whether you would have him sent back into exile, "'or whether you think some more severe, "'and what kind of punishment should be inflicted upon him, "'and such others who may hereafter be found "'under the same circumstances. "'I have annexed to my letter the decree of Calvus, "'and the edict by which the persons above mentioned were restored. AS ALSO THE DECREE OF BASSUS. LETTER 65 TRAJAN TO PLINY I will let you know my determination concerning those exiles which were banished for three years by the proconsul Publius Servilius Calvus, and soon afterwards restored to the province by his edict, when I shall have informed myself from him of the reasons of this proceeding with respect to that person who was sentenced to perpetual banishment by Julius Bassus, yet continued to remain in the province, without making his appeal, if he thought himself aggrieved, though he had two years given him for that purpose, I would have sent in chains to my praetorian prefects, for, only to remand him back to a punishment which he has contumaciously eluded will by no means be a sufficient punishment letter 66 to the emperor trajan when i cited the judges sir to attend me at a sessions which i was going to hold flavius archippus claimed the privilege of being excused as exercising the profession of a philosopher it was alleged by some who were present that he ought not only to be excused from that office but even struck out of the rolls of judges and remanded back to the punishment from which he had escaped by breaking his chains. At the same time a sentence of the proconsul Velius Paulus was read, by which it appeared that Archippus had been condemned to the mines for forgery. He had nothing to produce in proof of this sentence having ever been reversed. He alleged, however, in favour of his restitution, a petition which he presented to domitian together with a letter from that prince and a decree of the Prusentians in his honour to these he subjoined a letter which he had received from you as also an edict and a letter of your august father confirming the grants which had been made to him by domitian for these reasons notwithstanding crimes of so atrocious a nature were laid to his charge I did not think proper to determine anything concerning him, without first consulting with you, as it is an affair which seems to merit your particular decision. I have transmitted to you, with this letter, the several allegations on both sides. Domitian's letter to Terentius Maximus Flavius Archippus the Philosopher has prevailed with me to give an order that six hundred thousand sesterces be laid out in the purchase of an estate for the sport of him and his family in the neighbourhood of prusius his native country let this be accordingly done and place that sum to the account of my benefactions from the same to lucius appius maximus I recommend, my dear Maximus, to your protection, that worthy philosopher Archippus, a person whose moral conduct is agreeable to the principles of the philosophy he professes, and I would have you pay entire regard to whatever he shall reasonably request. The Edict of the Emperor Nerva There are some points, no doubt, Quirites, concerning which the happy tenor of my government, is a sufficient indication of my sentiments, and a good prince need not give an express declaration in matters wherein his intention cannot but be clearly understood. Every citizen in the empire will bear me witness that I gave up my private repose to the security of the public, and in order that I might have the pleasure of dispensing new bounties of my own, as also of confirming those which have been granted by predecessors. But lest the memory of him who conferred these grants, or the diffidence of those who received them, should occasion any interruption to the public joy, I thought it as necessary as it is agreeable to me to obviate these suspicions by assuring them of my indulgence. I do not wish any man who has obtained a private, a public privilege from one of the former emperors to imagine he is to be deprived of such a privilege merely that he may owe the restoration of it to me nor need any who have received the gratifications of imperial favour petition me to have them confirmed rather let them leave me at leisure for conferring new grants under the assurance that I am only to be solicited for those bounties which have not already been obtained, and which the happier fortune of the empire has put it in my power to bestow. From the same to Tullius Justus. Since I have publicly decreed that all acts begun and accomplished in former reigns should be confirmed, the letters of Domitian must remain valid. Letter 67. To the Emperor Trajan. Flavius Archippus has conjured me, by all my vows for your prosperity, and by your immortal glory, that I would transmit to you the memorial which he presented to me. I could not refuse a request couched in such terms. However, I acquainted the prosecutrix with this my intention, from whom I have also received a memorial on her part. I have annexed them both to this letter, that by hearing, as it were, each party, you may the better be enabled to decide. Letter 68. Trajan to Pliny. It is possible that Domitian might have been ignorant of the circumstances in which Archippus was when he wrote the letters so much to that philosopher's credit. However, it is more agreeable to my disposition to suppose that Prince designed he should be restored to his former situation, especially since he so often had the honour of a statue decreed to him by those who could not be ignorant of the sentence pronounced against him by the proconsul Paulus. But I do not mean to intimate, my dear Pliny, that if any new charge should be brought against him, "'you should be the less disposed to hear his accusers. "'I have examined the memorial of his prosecutrix, Fiora Prima, "'as well as that of Archippus himself, "'which you sent with your last letter. "'Letter 69. To the Emperor Trajan. "'The apprehensions you express, sir, "'that the lake will be in danger of being entirely drained "'if a communication should be opened between that and the sea "'by means of the river.' are agreeable to that prudence and forethought you so eminently possess but i think i have found a method to obviate that inconvenience a channel may be cut from the lake up to the river so as not quite to join them leaving just a narrow strip of land between preserving the lake by this means it will not only be kept quite separate from the river but all the same purposes will be answered as if they were united for it will be extremely easy to convey over that little intervening ridge whatever goods shall be brought down by the canal this is a scheme which may be pursued if it should be found necessary but i hope there will be no occasion to have recourse to it for in the first place the lake itself is pretty deep and in the next by damming up the river which runs from it on the opposite side and turning its course as we shall find expedient the same quantity of water may be retained besides there are several brooks near the place where it is proposed the channel should be cut which if skilfully collected will supply the lake with water in proportion to what it shall discharge but if you should rather approve of the channel's being extended further and cut narrower and so conveyed directly into the sea, without running into the river, the reflux of the tide will return whatever it receives from the lake. After all, if the nature of the place should not admit of any of these schemes, the course of the water may be checked by sluices. These, however, and many other particulars, will be more skilfully examined into by the engineer, whom indeed, sir, You ought to send according to your promise, for it is an enterprise well worthy of your attention and magnificence. In the meanwhile, I have written to the illustrious Calpurnius Macca, in pursuance of your orders, to send me the most skilful engineer to be had. Letter 70. Trajan to Pliny it is evident my dearest secundus that neither your prudence nor your care has been wanting in this affair of the lake since in order to render it of more general benefit you have provided so many expedients against the danger of its being drained i leave it to your own choice to pursue whichever of the schemes shall be thought most proper calpurnius macca will furnish you no doubt with an engineer as artifices of that kind, are not wanting in his province. End of section 19